Rabba Presidente, this week's Parsha, Parshas Bereshis, we begin the Torah all over again. The cycle begins. And the Orchayim brings down a lesson, and a very apropos lesson to begin the entire Torah with. Now, when someone says that you're acting with Derech Eretz, what does that mean? What do you mean that you're acting with Derech Eretz? Oh, this person, he's such a good person, he has Derech Eretz. He's a mensch, he has Derech Eretz. What does that mean? Why would someone want to be go in the way of the Eretz, of the land, of the dirt? So the Orchayim explains to us really what this means. He doesn't necessarily use the term Derech Eretz, but based on the Orchayim's Chiddush in this week's Parsha, we get an understanding of what it means to have Derech Eretz. So when the Rabbanu Shalom made the world and he created the land, he created the earth, the soil, he instructed the soil to make trees that taste like the fruit that they bear. Meaning the actual bark should taste just like the fruit. What did the land, what did the earth go ahead and do? Didn't listen. All the trees, as we all probably know, or maybe we've never tried bark before, but we wouldn't dare try bark because it doesn't taste very good. It doesn't taste like the bark of an apple tree. It doesn't taste like an apple. However, there are two trees that the earth created that taste, the bark does taste like the fruit. One of them is the esrog tree, and the other is, of course, the etzadas. The Rechaim explains, this is the reason that the Nachash was able to convince Chava that this, this tree, the etzadas, is, is a special tree, because the Nachash explained, if you, if you taste the bark, you'll realize it tastes just like the fruit. And therefore, it's, it's unique, it's a special tree. And now he's in a special tree, but the Nachashik first got her to eat the bark. He said, okay, Hashem only said, don't eat the fruit, but take a piece of the bark. And then after she ate the bark, then he was able to convince her to eat the fruit. And I think others say that just by eating that really, she didn't even eat the fruit. All she did was eat the bark and all Adam did was eat the bark. And that was enough to, um, to, to cause the actual chet etzadas. That was considered the chet etzadas, according to some of Varshin. But anyway... The real question over here is, is really obvious. How can the earth go against Hashem's command? How can Hashem say to the ground, make trees with bark that tastes like the fruit? And the earth can go ahead and have Bechira and say, no, I want to do it a different way. I have my own, chesh, I have my own uh, machshav on how things should be. How can that be? The Rechaim explains that actually animals have Bechira. And that's why animals, during mating season, they will start to you know, go act a little bit aggressive, very aggressive, uh, and can cause damage and do all sorts of uh, crazy things because they have Bechira during this, especially during mating season, they're able to sort of, they have some sort of a capacity to do wrong to sin, so to speak. They're not judged for because they're animals, but according to the Archaim, there is some semblance of Bechira with animals, but with Inanimate objects, there's no Bechira. So explains the Orchayim, this was what the ground thought. The ground said back to Hashem, I'll tell you exactly why I decided to do what I did and go against your, your will. Because one day man is going to sin, or I should say man is going to sin not on one day, but on the day, and a few days since from when the land was created, a few days later man sinned. And when man sins... You're going to go ahead and you're going to judge man. And you're going to punish him harshly. 
So the way I thought, said the ground, said the earth, was that if I go ahead and go against your will, then you can't blame man alone. Blame me. Because man is made from me. Therefore, his physical essence is is, is woven into his physical essence is this element of sin, is this element of going against the will of Hashem. So really... You blame me and don't punish man so harshly because it's not his fault. He's made from me and I went against your will. This was the cheshro, This was the machshava of the of the ground. This is what what the ground uh, uh, figured would be able to alleviate any type of punishment against man. And it's a it's a really deep yisod. So when someone tells you that you have derech eretz, what does it really mean? Really, the depth behind it is that it means that you're somebody who doesn't just think about yourself. You're somebody who thinks. With forethought, you think with sensitivity, you think about others, you think deeply into the future. And this is not to say that we should always put ourselves in harm's way for other people always, and we should you know, not think about our own needs and not, our own, our own, uh, not care for ourselves. Of course, we, ha- we have to have self-care. But this is to say that if we're all to think a little bit more about others and how we're affecting others and how we can help other people, and benefit other people, we're going to live in a much better place, a much better world, and we'll be much, much, much closer to uh, the coming of Mashiach. There's Ras Hashem. We'll experience it very, very soon. So that next, next Sukkot, we'll be able to have the Sa'uda, the ultimate Sa'uda with the Leviathan. Everybody have an amazing, amazing Shabbos.